What's happening, everybody? It's crazy. <clears throat> Is that I heard from somebody, was it last week? Who said they hated this song. What? How do you hate this song? I mean, it makes no sense. Hate this song? I guess I understand maybe if this style of music isn't for you, but whoa. It's just, it fills you up with good. And her voice is so on point. I mean, I'm sitting by myself in my living room bobbing my head. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. One more solo cast, everybody. Uh, knock the pride aside. What? I don't even understand half the words, and I love this song. Tell me something good. Tell me that What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Fairly Normal with Josh Wolf. This is... Uh, solo cast. I was supposed to do a podcast yesterday with my buddy Brian Redman, um, but it was my fault. Uh, I filmed something yesterday that I can't really talk about, but I'm really excited about. I hope. I just hope. I can't talk about it because I don't know if it's gonna go, um, and so I don't want to jinx it and. I'm superstitious and all that other stuff. And I'm hoping that it goes, but it's, I'm pretty excited about it. And if it goes, it could be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing for me. So fingers crossed. But that's why I couldn't do a live one yesterday. I am going to do, uh, I am going to do another one with Red Band, hopefully soon. And next week, Ooh, next week is a huge one. My friend Jen, who is one of the trainers on Biggest Loser, is coming on. And we have some huge fitness news for everybody. It's not what you say fitness, it's health. Health news for everybody. Um, and it's, uh, I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am about that. I'm also, guys, I'm, in the, I'm at the Cincinnati where the Liberty Center Funny Bone this weekend. Uh, I don't know how many listeners I got out there in Ohio, but you should come out for sure. When I say this weekend, hmm, what date is it right now? So I guess it's March 1st. So come on, come out, come out, come wherever you are. And I've been giving my dates at the end of the podcast when I think people aren't listening <laughs> anymore. So um, this week in Cincinnati, next week I am in New York City at Gotham. 11th, 12th, 13th, come out to that. That's going to be a good time. A lot of surprise guests coming down. Um, I'm even, I think I will have a nice surprise karaoke guest that we come and do a, sh- sh- I think she's going to come to a show and then we're going to run out and do some karaoke together. That'll be a good one. Um, and the weekend after that in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Comedy Zone, one of my favorite places to be. All right. It is Super Tuesday. Um, and you know what? I mean, look, I don't generally jump into politics too much. Um, but let me just say this. 
everybody. Okay. I, 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 the tr I'm looking right now at a lot of people waiting to hear Trump talk. You know, and, and up until the last couple of weeks, I thought he was a bit of a buffoon, but I, at least, I mean, listen, I think everybody deserves a voice, you know, and his people, whoever they are, deserve a voice. Um, but I go back to being presidential and I think it's so important, you know, I hear from a lot of people around the world, obviously that's a beautiful thing about social media and, um, they all, and listen, and I know people are like, well, we live in fucking America. Don't care what other people in the world. No, we live in the world. We're part of the world. We're not our own world. It's not the planet America. It's planet earth. And people are laughing at us right now, laughing at us. Now, say what you want about Obama. I don't love all his all of his foreign policy, but the people around the world are not laughing at us for having him as president. They may think he's a little weak. They may think he's a little easier than people than to get shit passed than uh, presidents we've had in the past. But he's not a buffoon. He's an intelligent man. And what I'm saying is, is that the um, unfortunately, and guys, I would consider myself as far as politics i i am an independent a hundred percent i agree with some of the stuff the republicans say and i agree with some of the stuff the democrats say but the buffoonery that's happening right now on the republican side is embarrassing i don't even know that, that if you are in that party how you can be okay with what trump has done by dragging everybody down except for Kasich, the one grown-up that i don't understand why he's not getting more more love, but like to see what Rubio's doing now, he's and to see his popularity soaring because he's getting down in the mud with Trump is like ridiculous to me. And I will say something else I don't think Trump is as bigoted and prejudiced as people are making him out to be. I think that he is a true businessman and he knows that the uh, the KKK and other racist people around the country <laughs> haven't had anybody to vote for. <laughs> I don't think he's as bigoted or racist or prejudiced as he's making himself out to be. He just wants those periphery votes. I think the people who voted for him, the racist folks, would be disappointed if he made it into office. Um, I really do. Like I, I, I think they'll be sorely disappointed when he <laughs> when he doesn't kick all the Mexicans, Jews and blacks out of the country. Um but I I I think it's embarrassing, man. I think it's I think it's embarrassing that where it's become. They've turned our political process into a WWE event. Look, guys, say what you want about people's policies. For me, it's really important that the president is presidential. Look, I wasn't a huge George Bush fan, but he was presidential-ish. Do you know? And, and Obama, I'm not. Uh, I don't love everything he's done. He's presidential. You know, I hear people say like, "I well, I want I I could have a beer with him." That's what I don't. I'm not electing my president because I could have a beer with him or her. I'm not electing my president because my president talks like me. I've heard that before. He, he talks just like me. No, 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 no. 
No, no, no. I want my president to be so much smarter than me. That's why they're president. That's why they're president. We can't elect people because they speak their mind. Guys, look, electing Donald Trump is not going to allow you to be racist in this country. It's not going to allow you to scream kike at the top of your lungs walking down a street. That's not going to happen. He's not going to somehow, if you don't want to be politically correct, you don't have to be. But he's not going to somehow pass a law that makes it okay for you to say whatever you want. That is out there. It's called the First Amendment. And not only that, I mean, it's, it's a little embarrassing. It's a little embarrassing. I, I just think you, you can't elect somebody because, look, my drunk uncle says whatever he wants to. He shouldn't be president. He just shouldn't be. I do understand the some trepidation that people have with electing Hillary. I think she's the her and Rubio are the two biggest politicians in the in the group. So I get that too. Like, but I will say also the reason that she has such a um, I think the reason she has such a credibility issue is because the Republicans have believed that she was going to be the nominee for years. So they've been slowly, systematically trying to kind of chop her down for years, looking for looking towards this race, right, where they with, almost knew with 100% certainty that they'd be going up against her. And to be fair, look, she to me is a politician's politician. I, I do believe that, you know, some of the policies that she wants to get through, I do believe that she truly believes in them. But um, she's a politician, man. She's I think they're all liars across the board. If you you just have to vote for the person that you think is lying to you the least. I mean, Trump has made his his built his empire on lying. And and the funny thing is the people that are voting for him are the people that he's stepped on. I I can't imagine what would have happened if the the vet and the vets I don't understand. I mean, I have so much respect for veterans. You know, my son is a veteran. But after he said what he said about John McCain, how do you come back from that? Can you imagine if Sanders or Clinton had said that about John McCain? They would have been, they would have had their heads cut off by the Republican Party and the people that are voting for Trump. I just don't get it. He hasn't, it'd be one thing, look, I do, he's tapping into an anger in this country, which is real, which is they're tired, people are tired of being pushed around and shit, but and they're tired of being told what they can and can't say, I guess. But you guys can say whatever the fuck you want to say. That's what I don't get. There's still going to be consequences to being racist and prejudiced. Trump isn't going to open up, you know, a, f- a fucking KKK amusement park. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not. And he's not going to go around deporting people. This isn't fucking Nazi Germany. He's not going to knock on people's doors and start yanking them out. The funny thing is that a lot of the things that he's talking about that people say, well, we believe and we trust him, are not doable. It's not something he can do. A lot of the stuff he's talking about doing with trade and imposing taxes on, on, on selling shit back into this company country, he can't do as the president. It's like, I, I, anyways, I don't mean to get political, but this is a shit show and it's embarrassing for America. And that's the big thing for me. I consider myself to be an American first and foremost, not Democrat, not Republican, not independent, a fucking American. And this 
is embarrassing. That being said, uh, I'm just, what the hell, everybody? What the hell? I just, okay. Um, I, I mean, I, and here's the thing, like, one last thing. Guys, Americans, American, 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 American. Okay, we are, we've lost sight of that. We've lost sight that at the end of the day, we all have to live here together, together. And I've said this a million times. I'm not a kumbaya, let's hold hands, love everybody. That's bullshit. And it's impossible to do. It's impossible to do. You can't, there's no, love everyone is like, when I hear people say that, I, it's like, I feel like shitting in their lawn because it's futile and stupid and no one loves everybody. Let's start with tolerance and respect. You don't have to like me. You don't have to love me. But we all should all be tolerant of each other's thoughts and views. Okay? So as much as a ridiculous person as I think Trump is, he's going to write say whatever he wants. The problem I have with him is that I don't think you're seeing his true thoughts and views. I mean, if you look at what he said about stuff all throughout his history and his life, he says what he needs to say to get the most amount of eyeballs or the most amount of comments or the most amount of attention. Like, so my problem is that I don't know that we've actually heard anything he really thinks or feels. I do think he feels like business wise, we're getting fucked by other countries, but I don't, um, you know, look, I know he says he's a great business person, but all the articles I read about his businesses, I don't know. I really don't know. And I, and Look, I I didn't grow up in a wealthy family and I wasn't left millions of dollars. So I, I know he talks about the middle class. The dude has never seen the middle class in his life. What the fuck does he know about the middle class? I just think he's a clown. But here's the thing. I think Trump supporters, I th- think you're also doing a disservice to your candidate by being so brash and slinging so many insults online, like instead of calling people assholes or un-American or like, why not help your candidate by, you know, trying to push some of his actual policies? Oh, what? Because he hasn't given us any actual policies yet. I'm just saying, I, I, I would love to have a civil conversation with a Trump supporter and find out exactly why he or she is supporting that dude. I will say, I, I whoever is doing his spray tan right now really needs to even that shit out. Really, really, really. <laughs> and I forgot to mention that he used the word bigly in uh, in a speech the other day. Bigly. Oh, and if you haven't seen John Oliver's piece on him, you have got to go ahead and check that out. Um, what else is happening? Uh, last... My weekend in, in freaking uh, Fort Lauderdale was amazing. But, I mean, you know, I heard from a couple people uh, who said that my solo podcasts, they were like, it's okay. Someone said, you know, things are going to get better. And they uh, made it sound like I sounded depressed on my solo podcast. Do I sound depressed? I'm not. I'm not depressed. Uh, things are really good. I'm more introspective than I ever have been. And I'm 
I'm finding out more about myself than I ever have. And I think that comes across more on my solo casts because I get to just think um, and answer your questions. And some of your questions are really thought provoking, you know, and that and I think, you know, when you start to question yourself and how you think and how you live and how you have been living, um, I think that's good for you. Change isn't terrible. Uh, it's just <laughs> scary, you know. It, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. So that's the whole thing, you know. But I, I feel like I'm really growing and changing. And um, I've done some health stuff recently. Like I said, next week, I cannot wait to talk about this with Jen. It's going to be an amazing, an amazing podcast. I, it's, I think, the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but I, uh, yeah, not not down at all. Things are going great. As a matter of fact, look, Beth is just, her movie just got a green light. She's got to go. She's going to be di- directing her first really big film, which is amazing. Um, Jacob Wolf is home, which is, you know, brings a smile to my face every day when I see him. My daughter, Caitlin, doing well. My older son, Trevor, doing well. So everything's good. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't try to figure some shit out, you know, uh, Fort Lauderdale this weekend. So funny. I was in, uh, the beach boys that were at the casino that I was playing at one night. (laughs) I was in the elevator with one of the beach boys and the bell, the guy, the bellman was bringing up a shit ton of suitcases and stuff. And so I'm in the elevator with the bellman and the beach boy. I don't know which one, the old one, the old white guy. And, um, (laughs) and, the guy was like, the bellman was like, huh. It, you know, there was like probably six or seven suitcases. He was like, um, well, you'll be, be with us for a while. And the beach boy was like, uh, I'm one of the beach boys. And the bellman was like, great. Well, the beach is about 10 miles away. So <laughs> he had no fucking idea who he was. He goes, no, no, no. I'm in the band, the beach boys. And the guy was like, oh, you're playing on the beach? Do you guys get sand in your equipment? I mean, it was the funniest conversation. I mean, this dude, I'm sure the Beach Boy has, he could have, he could probably buy the Hard Rock. He's got so much money. But it was funny to see, like, the like the bell, the bellman was, I mean, he had to be 25 and Hispanic. Like, he couldn't be any more, any further out of his demographic. Oh, it was super funny to watch. Uh, and I, I think the the Beach Boy started to laugh a little bit. He got it. He understood it. Uh, but it was really funny. The night before, Fall Out Boy was there, and it looked like the line to get into Fall Out Boy looked like, you know, the line that you know that we used to stretch out of your high school cafeteria of wait people waiting on pizza day. That's what it looked like. And there were like two hundred nervous parents just sitting there. Call me, text me if you need anything. Call me, text me. Call me, text me. Um. But good stuff. The shows were great. We sold out a couple of them. That was a big room. Saturday night, Saturday night late show. Uh, I bought everybody a shot. Hey, Bathers. I bought everybody a shot of it, the show. Everybody a shot of Cannon Blast, which was good stuff. I think we bought like 325 shots. Um, uh, it was fun. We took a picture. We took video. It was good stuff. And... Um, I am trying out a bunch of new shit on the road that I'm fucking really digging. Really, really, really digging. 
So this is, uh, it's an exciting time, guys. I didn't mean to make people think that I was um, depressed. I'm not depressed at all. But every now and then, somebody asks you a question, and uh, you answer it, and you answer it as honestly as you can, you know? Um, so I, uh, but I'm happy to be doing this and I'm happy to do the podcast and, um, I'm happy about all that, everything that's happening right now. Like this is maybe it's weird that at my age that this, this is like, I guess people say it all the time, you know, that like, as you get older, you wish you or as comfortable with yourself as uh, when you were younger, right? Because it would have been easier to be. But I would never go back to being like 25. No, 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 no. I didn't know shit. Like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, but yeah, um, let me see. I'm going to answer a couple of your questions here before I get rolling here. Okay, what is the minimum effective dose of your workout regimen? I want to be a 40-something dad, all jack too. Just don't want to work for it because I'm lazy, homie. <laughs> I would tell you this. If you want to do the minimum amount, right? Oh, let me, this is a two-prong question, okay? Two-prong question. If you want to do the minimum amount and you want to change the way you look, it's got to start with what you put in your pie hole. That's it. It's got to start with, and I've been experimenting a lot with what I've been eating, and I'm going to talk about all this all next week with Jen. But, um, and people commented this week at Fort Lauderdale, in Fort Lauderdale, that I looked thin. I, I do this a lot, once or twice a year, where I just experiment eating differently and working out differently. So this time, I did not change how I've been working out at all. I only changed what I've been eating. And you'll hear about this more next week. But, and me, I'm not... I wouldn't consider myself to be overweight. I believe I lost 11 pounds, 10 pounds in three weeks. Uh, feel great. Don't feel weak. Don't feel thin. I think a lot of people thought I looked a little thinner. But f like just by changing, and I'm still eating. This doesn't mean that I've deprived myself of food. I'm eating a shit ton of food. I've just lost a bunch of weight. You got to tune in next week to hear about it. But if you want to do the minimal, dude, you just got to stop. Listen next week to the podcast, and we'll and we'll talk to you about what you're putting in your mouth. That's the big thing. I know that sounds dirty, but it isn't. Um, you just got to think about what you're putting in your mouth. That's all. Advice, or by the way, and at the gym, um, I always say if you're in the gym for more than 40 minutes, you're wasting your time. You should walk out of there whether you're doing a, car a cardio workout or a weight workout, breathing heavily. So if you're in there for more than 40 minutes, you're wasting your time. Uh, and that's what I got for you. Advice or compliment from someone other than family that you hold on to because it meant so much. Yeah, it was in Portland a couple of weeks ago um, after my Saturday Night Late show, which is always usually uh, the show that people have seen me a bunch come and see because it is the loosest and we fuck around a bunch. And But um, he said, you know why I like coming to see your show, man, is I because watching your show is like, sitting down and having a beer with a friend of mine. Best compliment I think I've ever gotten. That's what I want. You know, like I said, I'm not Bill Burr and I'm not Joe Rogan and I'm not Chris Rock. I'm not 
I don't attack jokes that way. And I, I was bummed about that for a long time. It's one of the things that I've really come to terms with, which actually have made me feel better, man. Like I, for a long time, I compared myself to other people. And um, the reason my comedy right now is, and my creativity is bursting at the fucking seams is because I've really come to terms with me being me. I think I've always been me out and about and how I speak and how when I answer questions. But a lot of times when I wrote jokes or wrote things for the stage, I would skew them a little bit. Um, and look, I'm not that super serious and I'm not going to knock down social barriers with my comedy and I'm not Dennis Miller. And I'm, you know, I like that. You're going to have fun when you come to my show. And that is, so that compliment to me really helped push me down on this new path that I'm on. Um, who's been a favorite guest I've had on my podcast? I would say my wife. I know that seems like something I'm just saying because she's my wife, but you know, I, I think it was my favorite because, <clears throat> because people didn't know her, you know, in she's a more private person than me. So I it was my favorite because it gave people an opportunity to get to know my wife, which I think it was important for me. So that would be it. Uh, okay. A couple more questions. Would I rather lick peanut butter off a dirty hobo's ass or bite warts off your own feet? Well, I'd go with warts off my own feet, man. I don't, I'm not looking, I'm not looking peanut butter off of anybody's ass that I don't know. At least, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I got in a conversation with a woman the other day. I'm looking at video right now of Chris Christie and Donald Trump. And it looks like a WWE event. Like, Trump is behind him like the crazy manager. And Christie looks like, oh, yeah, brother. I have the sound down. So, oh, yeah, brother. We're here. We're campaigning. Yeah, brother. We're going to take it to the mat, brother. Um, I accept I don't want to see either one of those guys in a singlet. That's for sure. Uh, I had a conversation with a girl. The other day it was funny. We were talking, and, she, and somehow we got onto what would what would be better to do on a first date. What would you rather do? What's less intrusive? What's less uh, personal? What's less gross? And I asked her. I go, "Would you on a first date with a guy you don't know? Would you rather give him a hand job or or put lotion on his feet and rub his feet?" And she was like, "Hand job, a hundred percent," which made me laugh. She was like, it's so much, I could do it without looking and, you know, whatever. I could just get out of there. But foot, no. Isn't that crazy? I mean, somehow the foot is dirtier than the dick and more personal. But you know what else? Like, yeah, I mean, it's more personal. More personal. But I wonder if that's true. If any women are listening, please tweet me. Tell me, is that true? A uh, foot rub over, a hand job over foot rub on the first date of someone you don't know just to get out of there? If they were like, listen, yeah, the first date's grew and great. Oh, I would just love a foot rub before you left. How about a hand job? Let me give you a hand job and get out of there. Is that how that would go? I'm dying to know. All right, another one. What's it like to work with Chelsea Handler? It was amazing. Um, okay, why are you still a Pats fan? <laughs> Hashtag Broncos Nation. Uh, because I'm not a fair weather fuck. That's why. And I, uh, 
and Tom Brady just signed for two more years, and he's handsome, and that team is going to come back swinging next year. It's going to be crazy next year, you know, especially for the Broncos with Brock Osweiler because you know Manny's not going to be back. Um, but, you know, the two-year deal – Brady did it again, man. You know, he he does it so he restructures his contract, which is good for cap space. That's why, you know, you look like guy, look at guys like Drew Brees, who's a phenomenal talent, one of the best all-time quarterbacks. But his salary cripples that fucking, cripples that team. Cripples that team. I don't know how you can consider yourself and tell people you want to win the Super Bowl and then take that contract. That's why I'm curious to see what Andrew Luck's contract is going to be. Does he want to be the highest paid quarterback or does he want to make some money and also give his team a chance to win? Because I don't think you can do both. I don't think you can have a contract like that. Look, one of the reasons the Seahawks can do what the Seahawks do is because Russell Wilson doesn't have a contract that cripples him, you know? And so I'm dying to see. I'm dying to see. I, 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 it's funny to me, like, in you know, mediocre quarterbacks are getting a gazillion dollars. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Kirk fucking Cousins could make $20 million next year. Holy shit nuts. Kirk Cousins could win, could make, I mean, it's absolutely, but he could make more in a year, more in a year than Terry Bradshaw probably made in his career, than Roger Staubach made in his career. Maybe I mean close to what Montana probably made in his career. I don't know. I'm not. I don't, I'm not on the Google right now, so I wouldn't know. Uh, by the way, I have noticed more and more my. Um, I hate to call it an accent, but I've noticed more and more that when I perform and I consider the podcast performing, definitely when I'm on stage, I hold on to vowels a lot. That, so I just said vowel. Which makes it sound like I'm from the South, but I'm not. I'm from Massachusetts. Now, I am from a part of Massachusetts where nobody has an accent. And by the way, that is a myth, by the way, that everybody in Boston talks like they're out of the debated. But that's not true. There's only like certain parts of the city that have that accent. A lot of times people go to visit Boston and they're disappointed because (laughs) a lot of people don't have that accent. you know. But if you do have that accent... It's easy to get vagina in different parts of the country. For what in, in Boston, it is not maybe not the biggest turn on, but in different parts of the country, it is. What actor would you want to play you in a movie? Huh? What actor would I want? Well, I mean, listen, I would love it if it was the Gosling, just because he's so handsome. Do you know what I mean? And funny. And so that would make me look good. That somebody would think, oh yeah, only the Gosling could play Josh, but. I think realistically, uh, they could probably roll Scott Bayo out of there, out of bed, and he would probably fit just fine. So anywhere from Scott Bayo to Ryan Gosling. That's a, a wide group to pick from. All right, let me see what else we got for you guys. Uh, Richard Pryor was a huge influence for you. Any other comedians? A lot. I People I get asked that all the time, favorite comedians, top comedian. A lot. I... I'm inspired by a lot of guys. And right now, I'm more inspired by work ethic and honesty and sticking to what you know and who you are. That really inspires me, that kind of stuff. Because it makes me, it just reminds me, okay? Reminds me, reminds me, reminds me. 
that in any walk of life, the best thing you can do is be you. That nobody does you as better as well as you do you. That includes masturbation, but um, and hand jobs, yeah. So, but nobody does you as well as you do, right? So I, that's the one thing I I've always preached that to my kids, and I'm not sure I. I took it 100%. I think I was doing it like an 80, 85%. And now I think I'm all in at 100. Um, did the older two ever... Okay. Did my older two kids ever have a problem calling you dad? Or did you ever have a problem with it? That's a great question. They never had a problem calling me dad because I was the and am the only dad they've really ever known. You know, I think my oldest son and my daughter, I think their biological dad was out of the picture by the time, you know... They were a year and a half and six months, respectively, or two years and six months, respectively. Um, so, no. And did I have a problem with it? I never had a problem with it. But I do remember telling my ex the first time my oldest son called me dad, I said, you know what? I'm flattered and I do love him and because I loved him the minute that I saw him. The minute that I saw him, I was like, oh, this... And my daughter, too. I remember she was so tiny, I could hold her in my little hand. And But I remember telling my ex, you know, um, I'm not sure how comfortable I am just because I didn't want him calling me dad and me leaving. I didn't want him calling me dad and, and the two of us breaking up. Like, that seems, you know, to have the first two people that you identify as your dad, have them both leave. I, listen, I don't have any abandonment issues. My parents are together. They, they have a, a great relationship, and, I, and I've had a great kind of model to look up to. Um, so I never had any of those issues, but I thought maybe that that would be irresponsible. So that was the only thing. I never had a problem with it. I just wanted, I wanted us to be sure that I was never going anywhere. Have you and Beth ever had a major disagreement about a parenting decision and how did you resolve it? Yeah. I mean, we have, listen, I would say my relationship with Beth is amazing, but I don't want you guys to get the, to, to think that we never argue or to think that things are always perfect because that's not true. I'm for sure not an easy person to be married to, you know, and part of it is, look, you know, when I go, I go away so much and I come back, there's a lot of reentry. Do you know what I mean? I'm used to being out on the road by myself doing whatever I want whenever I want, right? I don't mean that in a bad way, but like I can get up when I want. I go eat when I want. I eat whatever I want. You know, it's the Josh show. And then when I get to the club, um, you know, it's still the Josh show, right? So it's interesting to come back from the Josh show to to, to come back into a place where you got to be a team player. And as much as I love, love, love coming home and being home, Sometimes it's a, it's, you know, takes a little bit to readjust. And so that's not easy for them. And um, so I know I'm not the easiest person to always be married to. And of course we are in arguments and argue, uh, but and yeah, it does. She's, I'm not, can I tell them what you just did? She's walked, she just walked out in the towel and showed me her butt, which is basically, it's like, you know, when people, you know, and you see in those old movies where they they swing that watch in front of somebody's face and they hypnotize them. That's basically what that does to me. Um, but yeah, so 
look, we have a great relationship, but nobody's relationship is perfect. Do we argue? Of course we argue. Have we disagreed on parenting stuff? Of course we have. But we don't disagree on the parenting stuff in front of the kids. We resolve it in private. Um, I think it's uh, important to have a unified front in front of the little ones so they know that they can't go to one of you to ask for something that the other person will say no to. If you could only watch one for the rest of your life, which one? Baseball or football? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay. Here's how I'll break that down. I love watching football a lot, but 16 games. That's it. 16 games. Uh, And plus, I don't like going to football games as much as I like going to baseball games because generally there's a lot of cold weather involved. And the seats aren't as good and not as comfortable. And and something about being outside during the summer. So look, I like the individual football games. I would take a football game over a baseball game any fucking day of the week. But if you're asking me for a season, uh, 162 games versus 16 games. I would have to take a baseball season. But if we're going individual games, I would take a football game. Uh, but luckily I'll never have to make that decision because they're going to both be around forever. What is your richest source of comedic inspiration? Parenting, marriage, or something else? Yes. I don't have one. Life. Life is the answer. Life is the answer. Um, oh, and this last message is awesome show tonight. Thanks for the shot. You are very welcome for the shot. Um, That was such a cool experience to be able to buy everybody a shot and have everybody raise it up for me. Let me see it one more time. Oh, she showed me one more time. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Love you. you. Good one. Um, so yeah. Oh, I, uh, I think, and and, oh, and today guys forgot today. I'm having Burt Kreischer and Annie Letterman come over to my house and we're gonna, we're filming a new show that I'm going to be putting up. I don't think I'm going to be able to put it up on YouTube because I think it's going to be too gross. But it's, you know, all that stuff that I post on my Instagram and my Facebook page, the weird stuff. Yeah. So I'm doing, we're filming a show called Josh Wolf's Weird Shit. It will not be a news show. Don't tell me that news story is 12 years old or I've seen that video before. That's not what this is. If you're coming to this show for the, to get news, you're doing it wrong. All this is, is me, like, I like looking and talking about weird shit with my friends. That's what it is. Some of the videos I'm going to show are, like, some of my all-time favorites. Like, favorite, favorites, best ever videos. Oh, I'm running out of batteries. Holy shit. I have, like, zero batteries. Okay. Well, that's it, then. It's about to run out. Oh, my God. I can't tell you more about the show. This is going to be a quick, quick, quick podcast. 39 minutes and counting. It's about to run out. It's going to run out mid-sentence. Guys, I love you. Uh, Thanks for listening to Fairly Normal. Uh, I'm going to put another one up a little later in the week. So we're going to do two, and I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll see if I can track Red Band down. Thanks for listening. Hey, and listen, listen to Boomer and the Old Man. Spread the word about this fucking podcast, would you? Let's get some people. Let's get some people listening. Love you guys.